Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Whether you're here in person or you're online, we're so happy that you are with us. And uh, I'm just going to tell you right out of the gate um, this morning, I am excited about the message today. And you might just see that and uh, experience that. So I want to set the expectation now. I'm excited to get into the word because today we are starting a brand new series that is going to take us really through the entirety of the summer. And so we've got a lot of content, a lot of good information to bring your way. And I think it's really going to help us as we continue to move forward in our spiritual journeys. I really think this is what we need right now because the title of our series is The Power of Perspective. That's what we want to talk about over the coming weeks and months is the power of perspective. What we want to begin to understand is what the impact of our perspective really is and ultimately how we can have a godly perspective. That really is what our aim is throughout this series. And so we want to give ourselves to this and and see if God might just change our lives throughout it. I was um, preparing for this series and just trying to get the outline all detailed and kind of think through how we were going to approach this. And as I was doing that, I was thinking through really my kind of personal perspective journey, how I've gotten the perspective that I have today, what has kind of shaped and and molded that. And uh, I quickly realized as I was thinking through the different memories and different stories throughout my life, um, that one of the biggest impacts for my perspective today um, has been my parents. And in particular, my father has very much shaped my perspective today. And I think if you think about it, you could probably relate to that. Um, Just the other night, we were out to dinner and we were talking about how when we were younger, we, we really lacked perspective. If you think about some of the things that you would think about and some of the decisions that you were potentially making at a young age, you quickly realize you, you didn't have the best perspective. And so oftentimes we lean on our leaders to really help shape that for us. And so that's what I did with, with my dad. And I was thinking about some of the stories and some of the moments that have really shaped this for me. I thought about a time when um, my family, just the four of us, mom, dad, my brother, and I, we were headed on a Saturday to um, a party. And I, I don't even remember the specifics of the party at this point, but um, I remember I was really excited to get to this party. I was, I was really excited to get there and to hang out with my friends and have a good time. And you know how it is. I was in high school and there was just like this anticipation that was building and that's kind of your sole focus. And so we're driving there and uh, about halfway there, we were stopped at a red light uh, on this overpass. And on the other side, of the road, there was a truck going the other way, stopped at the red light, and this this truck, the bed of the truck was was absolutely piled full of two by fours. I mean, just piled to the brim. And so sure enough, as soon as the, the green light comes up, he takes off and those things just go piling right out of his truck. And so this poor guy is, is stuck in the middle of an overpass with two by fours all over the road. And without hesitation, My dad pulls off to the side of the road and in his kind of deep dad voice, he said, all right, boys, let's go. And so we pulled off to the side, we got out of the car. And if I'm being honest with you, again, I was in high school. If I'll be honest with you, I was really annoyed by this situation. 
I was, I was really annoyed that my day was gonna be interrupted by this man's bad decisions, right? All I cared about was getting to this party. I wanna have some fun. I wanna have a good day. And I can remember getting out of the car, literally rolling my eyes. Like, I can't believe we're doing this right now. And so for the next 10, 15 minutes, we're picking up two by fours and we're stacking them back on this guy's truck. But I'll never forget when we were done, the look in this man's eyes as he shook each one of our hands and said, thank you. And I can remember because it was one of the most genuine uh, gratitude moments in my life. I could see it deep in his eyes and it kind of did something to my heart. Like I can remember tears beginning to well up in my eyes because at a young age, I, I began to realize that that was what was most important that day. What really mattered wasn't that we were gonna go to a party and have fun, but that somebody was in need and we stopped and helped them. That's what mattered. It was a moment of perspective for me. I can remember later on, uh, once again, the family was together. We were on vacation and we were driving to dinner one evening on this four lane road. And just out of nowhere, this car went screaming past us. And I mean, screaming past us. The wheels were squealing and he goes off to the shoulder and kind of hits a bump and and before you know it, he's out of sight. I mean, he's flying. And, and I can remember in, in the shock of the moment, just being so like enraged by that. You know what I mean? Like, what is this guy doing? He's gonna hurt somebody. What an idiot. And I remember my dad very calmly, very gently saying, man, I hope everything's all right. And I thought to myself, hope everything's all right. I'm not all right. This guy is gonna kill somebody. What I didn't realize is not but 15 years prior to that, it was my dad who was in the other car flying by everybody on the highway because my mom was at home with her newborn baby boy. Somebody was trying to break into their apartment. So he's flying home to protect his family. Do you get it? It's perspective. It's, it all comes down to perspective and how we view the things that are happening in our lives is, is gonna determine our health and, and our effectiveness and our productivity. Perspective impacts everything. It, it really does. It impacts every decision that we make. It impacts our attitude on a day-to-day -day perspective. It impacts every thought that runs through your head. Perspective impacts everything. Everything that happens in life, good, bad, and different, is seen through our own little lens, right? And so every moment of every single day, listen to me, your attitude and your mentality is going to be determined by your perspective. The next time somebody cuts you off on the highway, your perspective determines how you react to that. The, the next time that you see somebody in need as you're driving by on the road, your perspective determines how you respond to that. Are you really too busy? Do you really have more important things to do? Your perspective makes these decisions for you. And this is what we wanna talk about throughout this series. Now, when we think about perspective, at the core of it, it really is a very, very simple concept. In fact, the definition of a perspective is simply a point of view. That's what our perspective is. It's our point of view, which seems very simple until you begin to realize that every single one of us has a different point of view, right? We, we all look at things differently. We all see the world differently because we've all been taught different things as children, right? We've had different consequences to, to different actions. We've seen different things, heard different things, felt different things. And all of this has kind of been piled up to shape and mold our individual perspective. And what's even more interesting is that process is, is not complete, right? I mean, there are more circumstances to come. There are more lessons to learn. There are more experiences to be had. And so this concept of perspective is something that's almost constantly evolving for each and every one of us. It's, it's constantly moving. And, and so the good news with that is if you currently have a bad perspective or, or if you're walking through life with the wrong perspective, we can actually change that. 
right? We can actually do something to fix and, and adjust our point of view and begin to see things the way that we really need to. And so this is our aim throughout the course of this series. We, we want to see what our perspective really needs to be when it comes to the things of God. Like how do we need to look at things differently and how ultimately can we look at things through his eyes? Because one thing is for certain, a godly perspective will change your life. A godly perspective will change your life. And that's not an exaggeration. We've already established that perspective impacts everything. So if you have a godly one, it will change everything for you. And in fact, as we read through scripture, we very much see the importance of this. Um, Over and over again, we read things like this. Set your mind on things above, not the things on this earth. That, That should be our perspective. It says, take every thought captive to Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God. We read things like this over and over again, and it's trying to show us the point of view or the perspective that we should have as people of God. In fact, I um, found this very interesting and very helpful as I was doing my research this week, but do you realize that even the concept of faith which is everything to us, right? We call ourselves people of faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This big topic is really just perspective. Faith is just a, a point of view. This is what we read in Hebrews 11, verse one. It says, now faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. So listen, faith is a point of view that says, I may not be able to physically see what's going on in my life right now, but I know that God is in control and he knows what he's doing. It's a perspective and it's a perspective that changes everything. A perspective of faith changes everything. Think about it. What if every decision you made was seen through a lens of complete trust in God? I completely trust him. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's best. And so I can make the best decision for myself. What if every thought that ran through your head went through the filter of how much you love and adore and obey God? What if that was the case? A godly perspective changes everything. And this is what we wanna unpack throughout the coming weeks and months, the power of perspective, okay? Now, the way that I wanna start things today as we kind of work our way through this introduction is I wanna start by just kind of laying a really uh, practical foundation on some of the ways that we can improve our perspective. Just right out of the gate, what are some of the ways that we can get better in this area so that we can live our lives more abundantly for Christ? And so I wanna give you four different principles Um, And and if you are a note taker, please write this down. Please take screenshots, whatever you need to do, because uh, what you're going to notice is as we go through the different stories and and the different content throughout the series, they're almost always going to drive back to one or more of these principles, okay? So I'm going to run through these really quickly, but try to really soak them in. So here's the first way that we can always make sure we're gaining a better perspective, and that is we need to always remember the purpose, Okay, and and this applies to your everyday life. Always remember the purpose. In other words, always remember the reason and the why behind whatever you're doing, because that will always recenter and refocus you on what's most important, right? If you're driving home from work and somebody makes you mad on the highway, if you just remember, hey, I'm just trying to get home to see my family, to to be with them, right? Then that's gonna recenter and refocus you on what is most important. But this applies to, to the big things in our lives as well. In fact, this is the reason why here at The Bridge, our number one value is that Jesus is the center. 
Because what we're trying to show you guys and communicate to you guys is in the grand scheme of things, Jesus is the purpose. He's the reason, he's the why behind everything in our lives. And if we would begin to realize, it might just change the way we live and including the way we serve at the church. I mean, this is a, a big thing to us because if it's about you and if it's about me, then we're gonna get tired and we're gonna get weary and we're gonna have a bad attitude, right? Wait, I gotta serve on Saturday night too? Are you kidding me? I, I gotta be here three hours early on Sunday morning? Are, are you kidding me? If it's about you and me, that's gonna be our perspective. It's, if it's about Jesus and our creator and our savior, then we're gonna do whatever it takes to serve him and to advance his mission. We gotta always remember the purpose behind what we're doing. That's the first way we can gain perspective. Here's the second way we can do it. And I think this is a, a really big one in the world that we live in today. And that is we need to be more willing to empathize with other people. This is a really big one as I kind of survey our culture today. We need to be more willing to put ourselves in other people's shoes, which is a really difficult thing to do. I will grant you that. It's very difficult. I said at the beginning how we all have our own point of view, right? In other words, all I know is what I've personally experienced. That's all I know. All I know is how people look at me, how people treat me, how people respond to me. I don't know what everybody else has gone through. And so it's difficult to empathize. And I think the social media culture has kind of hurt this as we go through the echo chamber of just recycling our own thoughts and beliefs. And we don't realize, well, other people feel differently. Other people have different thoughts and different experiences. And, and so we need to go outside of ourselves sometimes, be willing to, to listen, be willing to learn from other people. This is how we can broaden our perspective, okay? Always remember the purpose, be willing to empathize. Here's the number three one. And that is sometimes as we make our way through life, we need to do a better job of, of just zooming in on what's really going on. If you can almost picture like a camera that's zooming in on the details of what's going on, um, maybe a more simple way of saying this is, I think in general, we need to do a better job of just focusing in our day-to-day -day lives. I don't know if, if you can relate to this, but I get myself in trouble a lot because I'm always thinking about what's next. Like I'm always thinking about what, what can I look forward to next? What's the next goal? What's the next accomplishment? And what happens is it has a bad impact on the present. I'm not as effective. I'm not as productive in the moment because I'm always trying to look ahead of me. We need to do a better job of focusing on the now. In fact, scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. In other words, worry about today. Be at your best today. And if we would focus a little bit more, we might just have a better perspective. Okay. And then the final one is this, and ironically, it's the opposite of number three. So to gain a better perspective, sometimes we need to do a variety of different things, but sometimes rather than zooming in, we, we need to zoom out. Like sometimes we need to, we need to take a few steps back and, and get a better scope of what's really going on in our lives, get a more macro view of what's really happening so that we're not getting caught up in every single moment. And it's this last one, that really stood out to me as I was kind of working my way through my research this week. It felt like every story and, and, and every analogy that I could think of kept bringing me back to this principle. And the reason that is, is because as I was thinking about the way that we live our everyday lives, I was just kind of thinking about the decisions we make and our routine and our schedules. What I began to realize, even as I surveyed my own life, is one of the biggest fights against healthy perspective is the fact that I'm so driven by my circumstances. 
You know what I mean when I say that? Like sometimes I'm so driven by my day to day. Sometimes I'm, I'm so fixated on what's right in front of me that I'm not really seeing the full story that's on display. I'm caught up in the weeds of life and I'm not really seeing the full picture. And, and what I've realized as a result of this is, is my behavior and my attitude is very much impacted by that. Because of that bad perspective, I, I get really upset when things don't go my way. Right? I overreact when I don't get what I want or I get really discouraged when I mess up or I, I feel like I failed because I don't have the right perspective. In fact, oftentimes, if I'm being real with you guys, um, sometimes I don't know how I can kind of claw my way out of the situation that I'm in. Like sometimes it, it feels so overwhelming. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. I, I don't see a reason why I should keep going. And the problem is I'm not seeing the full story of what God is ultimately up to. I don't have the right perspective. And as I was thinking about this principle and kind of how it's played out in my life, it immediately brought me back to a story that we read about in scripture in Exodus chapter six. And I'm gonna read through a few verses here and then we're gonna stop and we're gonna kind of walk through this to make sure we understand what's going on. This is what we read starting in verse six. It says, say therefore to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you from my people and I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Now, this is a really important part of the biblical narrative. And as we zoom out on this situation, here's what we very quickly learn. We, we learn that God here is speaking to the people or the family of Israel through a man named Moses. Now, Israel has a really unbelievable heritage and legacy that goes back to Abraham and, and Isaac, these amazing men of God. And we read these amazing stories about them. But the problem is, as we stumble upon Exodus chapter 6, as we look into this point of the narrative, these people, this family has now been in Egypt for hundreds of years under great slavery and oppression. This is the, the situation that they find themselves in. In fact, for generations, all that these people know is bondage and enslavement. They don't know anything else. They've seen their mother and their father go through this. They've seen their grandparents go through this. All of the firsthand stories and accounts are wrapped up in chains and adversity. And they're so bound by their circumstances that when God decides to lean his promises forward, they can't see it. They, they can't believe it. They, they can't accept it. And this is how they respond in verse nine. So Moses spoke thus to the sons of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses on account of their despondency and cruel bondage. God lays out these amazing promises to these people and they did not listen because of their situation. Here's the lesson that I wanna speak on for a few minutes today, and that is don't let your circumstance pull you from your promise. Don't let your circumstances of life pull you from the promises that God has laid before you. This is the first lesson in perspective. Now, as we look at this point, what we see is that there are two aspects to this equation, okay? We, we have on one hand, the circumstance. We have on the other hand, the promise. And really the bottom line from the beginning is what you choose to focus on is ultimately gonna determine your perspective. 
It really is that simple. Now, listen, God has a promise for every circumstance that you're going to go through. The question is, what are you going to choose to focus on? And as we read through the story of the Israelites, it's very clear what they are focused on. They're, they're so overcome by their circumstances that they can't even see when the promises of God are laid before them. Because as they look around, all they see is bondage. All they see is shame. All they see is despair. They can't see anything else. And in fact, as you read through stories like this in scripture, at least for me, I, I get kind of frustrated sometimes. I get kind of mad sometimes as I read about these people because I, I want to be like, come on, guys, God just told you that he was going to deliver you. He literally just told you he's going to take you to the promised land. How can you not see this? And of course, with thousands of years of perspective, we can see it with great clarity, right? And we, we know how he's going to work it out. We, we know how he's going to use these people, but we so easily forget that as they received these words from Moses, as they received their promise, they were a people who were marked by scars on their backs from the beatings. These were a people who would look down to see calloused and bloodied hands from the labor. They were a people who were marked by pain as they watched their sons thrown into the river to helplessly die. I mean, you talk about circumstances. These people were going through things that you and I can't even begin to imagine. And so as God lays his promises before them, they simply can't see it. They can't see it. I started to think about their experiences and I kind of was walking through some of the things that they must have gone through. And I, I realized that while I certainly haven't been through the same things as they, they have, and, and I'm certainly grateful for that. And, and while I could never really completely empathize with their situation, even as much as I might try, the, the, the truth of the matter is I can relate to their perspective. I, I can relate to the way that they were looking at this situation because if I'm being honest with you many times, I, I feel the exact same way as they do. Like this is, this is exactly how I feel when it comes to life sometimes. Maybe I haven't been through physical oppression and bondage, but the pain feels every bit as real. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't have scars from, from chains and from bondage, but I do have scars from death and from divorce and hatred and abuse and depression. And so often we allow those circumstances to pull us away from what God is really up to. We buy in so easily that we're defeated, that, that we're too far gone and we allow life's situations to overcome us. We start telling ourselves, well, there's no way out of this. There's, there's simply no answer to this problem. There's nothing bigger going on. And listen to me, when we choose to focus on our circumstances, we choose a perspective of defeat. Let me say that again. When we choose to focus and zoom in on our circumstances, we choose a perspective of defeat. But when we choose to focus on the promises of God, our perspective begins to change. All of a sudden, our perspective begins to give us a little bit of hope that we didn't think was possible. All of a sudden, it gives us a perspective of, of life abundantly, of joy that we never thought would be possible in our lives. But you have to focus on the promise. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, that's great, Dustin. I, I appreciate that. But here's the thing. Um, Moses hasn't walked up to me recently to tell me my promise, right? Right? I mean, honestly, nobody has told me what God is doing in my life. There's no way for me to know exactly what is going on. And, and let me just fill you in on something that might change your life. And I mean that honestly. It would take you all of 90 seconds to pull out the Bible app on your phone to see otherwise. Because God's promises are all over his word. 
it would not take you long to see what's really going on in your life. And let me give you a few examples of this. I'm gonna just scratch the surface here, but let me show you how clear and how obvious this is. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Those are his plans for you. Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He never will do that. Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Philippians 1.6, for I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply all all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 31. What should, then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? See, what the apostle Paul is trying to show us is God is for you. And if he is for you, no one and nothing can stand against you. That is a promise. But see, the truth of the matter is God's promises over your life are every bit as obvious as they were for the Israelites. It's right in front of you. It's been spoken to you clearly. The problem is just like them, you're focused on your circumstances. You're looking your problem dead in the face and as long as you're looking at the problem, you can't see the promise. You can't see what's really going on. And then what happens is you start telling your things like, well, you know, honestly, Romans 8, 28, that doesn't really mean, it doesn't really mean that God's working all things for my good. I can't possibly believe that. That's too good to be true. We start selling ourselves these, these doubts we start discouraging ourselves. And, and so let me just help you out here, okay? I, I've done the research. This is, this is my job. I've done the research on Romans 8, 28. When it says all things work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, in the original language, in the Greek, the word all means all. It means everything. It means all of it. Yes. I went a step further. I looked up the word good. In the Greek, this is gonna blow your mind, it means good. It means the opposite of bad, the opposite of evil. Listen to me. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That is the truth. But see, yet again, we stumble upon more problems because listen, not only do we allow our circumstance to pull our focus away from God, we allow it to pull our trust away from God. See, see, we allow the circumstance to overcome us so much that we no longer trust that God knows what he's doing. And trust in this equation is everything. It's everything. Think about it. If you don't trust the one who's giving you the promise, what does that matter? Trust is, is everything. And so here's where the struggle comes into play. He says that he's working all things for our good. That is absolutely true. But the concept of good here is not based off of what we think is good. It's based off of what God knows is good, right? Right? And that's an important distinction to make. And what's really sad about this, and I mean that, is this actually serves to discourage us many times. Because the truth of the matter is we would much rather get what we think is best rather than what God knows is best. Isn't that the truth of the matter? I mean, despite all the things we've messed up and have crumbled in our hands, we still want what we think is good rather than just trusting that God knows what he's doing. See, the truth behind this for so many of us, the core problem with our perspective is that we don't trust God like we say we do. You, you don't trust God like you think you do. You don't, it's evident in your life. Your response when things don't go your way show that you don't trust he's working for your good. Your, your response to the things that are happening in this world right now show that you don't think he's in control. Can we be honest about it? You don't trust him like you say you do. 
I find it so interesting that as I look through the internet and as I read through social media, I see more fear and panic in the so-called people of God than I do everybody else around. That's the truth. And I think to myself, how could that be? How could the people of an all-knowing, all-powerful God have such a weak perspective? And all I can come up with is we don't trust him. We don't believe him when he says these things to us. We don't believe him when he says these things about us. We don't take him at his word because I think so often what, what we do, maybe even most of the time what we do, we hear or we read the promises of God in scripture and we tell ourselves, well, certainly that's not what he means there. I mean, I just can't believe that's what he means. I, I need to do a little bit more research and really understand what God is trying to say there. And we fill our head with doubts and it becomes evident in how we live our lives because if we're being honest, we are scared. We are scared of everything that's going on around us. We are anxious every day of our lives. We do lash out when we don't get the things that we want. We don't trust him. And if we would just get our eyes back on his promises, like if we would just get our hearts back to a place of trust and belief in God, we might actually be able to see things the way that we need to. Listen to me. We might actually be able to live lives of freedom. We might actually be able to live lives of joy, live lives of victory. That might be possible if we would get our eyes off the problem and get them on the promise. God's promises are so clear in his word. But what are you choosing to focus on? What are you choosing to focus on? Now, here's the truth of the matter. I could get up here and I could scream and yell all day long. The truth of the matter is I don't know what your circumstances are. I, I'll grant you that. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the weight you've been carrying. I don't know the magnitude of the problem. And it might be every bit as big as what the Israelites were going through. That may very well be the case. But do you realize it doesn't take us long as we read through the rest of that story to understand that God does deliver on his promises to them. Despite what they were going through, despite their attitude, God does redeem them. He is with them. He does bring them to the promised land. So listen, listen. I just want to end today by telling you this. Even if the situation or circumstance in your life seems so big right now, listen, be honest with yourself. It seems impossible to overcome. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Listen to me. His promise still stands. His promise still stands. Listen, and I need you to believe this. There are no circumstances that you will ever encounter that are gonna overwhelm or override God's promise on your life. There's nothing that you have or will ever go through that will pull you from that. In fact, do you know that the Bible says that God's promises are yes and amen? In other words, they're done. It's not if, it's, it's not maybe, they are done. In fact, we were singing about it earlier. Your word is settled in heaven. It will be done. Listen, listen in. God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is for you. The work that he's began in you, he will bring to completion. He is with you. Those are promises. What are you focused on? Do you have your eyes set on those things? Are you still worried about the problem? You're still worried about the circumstance. Whatever you're focused on will choose, will determine your perspective. Can we just close our eyes in this place right now?
Father, I don't know. I don't know what all your people are going through right now, whether they're in this building or they're watching online. I, man, I don't know the pain. I don't know the depths of the sorrow. What I do know is your promises. What I do know is whatever it is, you're working it for good. Whatever it is, I know that you are with us. I know that you are for us. And really in the grand scheme of thing, what else matters? I can get through anything if you're with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I pray that you would give us that perspective. I pray that you would show us the trust that we need to put back into your arms. Because I'll be honest, I've been, I've been holding on to some things. I've been carrying the weight for too long. I'm tired. I'm anxious. I'm scared. Get my eyes back on your promise, Lord. Get my eyes back on you, where my help comes from. through it. I can get past it. I can get over it. But I got to trust in you. I got to trust in you.